While they're preparing, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for this uh, time. Father, we thank you for for our children. Father, uh, for allowing them to to come into this this church and, and learn about you, God. Um, we thank we thank you for allowing the things that the teachers sold into their hearts that they're able to recall it, Father. They're able to understand it, Father. We thank you for our teachers, our volunteers, God, and our parents, God, for allowing, for entrusting us with their children, God. We just thank you for them all, Father. And I pray over this message, Father, that, that your word goes forth and touch the hearts and the minds of your people, God. We just thank you uh, for everything that you've done and everything you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, you know, I just want to... Um, just welcome you, for one, welcome you, Capital City Church today. Those that are live streaming, welcome you. Also, uh, this week, just a big thank you for, for the VBS. It was an awesome experience, awesome experience. This was my first official um, VBS, and it was, it was a little overwhelming to see the kids wanting to know about Jesus. Babies wanting to know about Jesus. It's amazing. When we have some adults that don't, you know, that have to put Jesus to the side, we have children that's excited about Christ. They want to know if God is living. That's going to lead to more studying because they want to find out. They want to open that book and see what we know. It's amazing. And we thank God for those children. I thank God for every parent that came through and, and brought your kid, every volunteer that helped out. Also, the people that went and picked kids up and brought them. It, it was amazing. It was amazing what the Spirit of God can do. Amen? So just uh, give yourselves a round of applause. All right. Overcoming Temptation, Part 2. Part 2. Last week we talked about overcoming temptation and the importance of overcoming temptation. The importance of overcoming those things that we know will pull us away from God. Overcoming those things that we know will pull us into sin against God. Each day we face a powerful, a powerful pressure to sin. And most of our, our weaknesses is the daily pressures of life. We struggle, honestly, with the daily pressures of life. But God made available to his children his resources that are stronger than any, any thing that will make us try to sin. His resources that we receive are stronger than any force there is that will pull us into sin. God's resources, church. God's resources. One of the ways we talked about overcoming the temptation of sin is by learning to stay away from those things that, that tempts our flesh. We must also Acknowledge our weaknesses. Acknowledge our weaknesses. Understanding that I may not be strong enough 
yet to overcome these things that may try to pull me into sin. So I must what? Stay away from those things until I'm, I'm strong enough in the spiritual realm to overcome, to overcome. Also acknowledge our strengths. Acknowledge your strength. Acknowledge that your strength is limited. Acknowledge that your strength is limited. We cannot overcome the pull of temptation. I don't care how strong you may be. You can't overcome temptation without help, without the help of the Holy Spirit. Because the battle of the test, the trials, and the temptation is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle, church, that has to be won where? In the spirit. In the spirit. Has to be won in the spirit. The pull of temptation is too much for us in our own strength. We talked about how someone related temptation to the game of tug of war. But temptation is not anything that you want to play with. Temptation is the influence, the influence over us to disobey God. And see, God has his reasons for us talking about this. Because your salvation is not anything that you want to play with. Your salvation is not anything you want to play with. We ask ourselves, will, will God have us doing all this, have, have people in our lives to warn us about sin if it didn't matter? We ask ourselves, will God have us doing all these things of faith continuously if once saved, always saved? The Bible tells us that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. So church, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Also, do not be deceived about the strength of temptation. The strength of temptation. Temptation will pull you into sin. If you're weak in any areas, temptation will pull you into sin. Temptation is trying its best to, to pull you into sin, and you must do your best not to get pulled by that temptation, to stay out of sin. We will lose that battle, church, if we don't depend on the Holy Spirit. We will lose that battle if we don't depend on the Holy Spirit. We must do anything we can not to get pulled across that line. We must, get, we must tug harder and harder. We must, we must pray constantly and earnestly not to get pulled across that line. Not to give in to our own ungodly desires. We talked about we must recognize the source of temptation, recognizing the source of the things that tempts us. Just like we recognize when someone may be coming towards us that may want something from us, some money or something like that. What do we do? 
We turn and go the other way. We may turn and go the other way. You may must turn and go the way other way when temptation comes your way. Turn and go the other way, church. Get away as fast as you can from temptation. From temptation. You, we cannot allow temptation to get a whiff of that sin. Our flesh cannot get a whiff of that temptation because it's familiar to our flesh. It's like the it's like the perfume of the adulterous woman in, in Proverbs. It will lead you right to the slaughter. It will lead you right to the slaughter. It's like that, that music that, that we, uh, that old music that we listen to. What happens when it comes up? Your flesh rises up and gets happy. Gets happy. All those, those old uh, sin, all that old thoughts of lust enters into your mind and, and invades your heart and then you think that you, it, it tempts you it tempts you to think that you can go back to those old youthful passions but you can't yes you may be in the spirit but if we allow the flesh to get a whiff of that temptation it's going to pull on us it's going to tug on us until that sinful nature comes out of us. And that's what we can't do. So we must stay strong within the spirit. We must recognize those people, those things, those circumstances, those situations that may pull us away from God and pull us into sin. Recognize those things. Avoid them. Recognize. Avoid. Stay out of the way of temptation. And see, we all know our weaknesses. We all know our very own weaknesses. If you struggle with some kind of addiction, um, drinking, or drugs, you stay away from those things. You stay away from people who's, who's, who's uh, drinking or, or doing drugs. The Bible tells us to be sober-minded. First Peter, be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. When you give in to temptation, that means you're saying no to God and yes to Satan. No to God and yes to Satan. Satan is got, not going to love you or, or care for you as God does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy He's luring you to catch you in your weaknesses, then he will devour you. He will devour you like a lion on a gazelle. He's luring you in your weaknesses. Be sober-minded, church, so you can be what? Watchful. Be sober-minded so you can be watchful. We must watch out for the temptation of what? Gossip. The temptation of gossip. We all know God is against gossip. But we also know the flesh loves what? Gossip. The flesh loves gossip. When you see gossip coming, you turn the other way. When you see gossip calling, you don't answer that phone. You let it ring. You let it ring. Proverbs tells us this. A gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang around with chatterers. Even if you don't say anything back, 
Just listening validates it. Just listening validates it. So don't uh, entertain gossip, even though the flesh wants to. That's what the flesh loves to do. You know, tell them you're calling back. I'll see you later. Make something up. They'll get it. They'll get it. And if they don't, they ask you why you ain't answer the phone. Just tell them the Holy Spirit wouldn't let you. The Holy Spirit wouldn't let me. Avoid the tempting situations. Jesus said to his disciples, he told them to ask and pray to God, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Prayer. If we ask God to help us avoid temptation, then we should also be diligent, diligent to avoid tempting situations, right? How can we ask God for help and then return to the sin? Proverbs say, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. We must recognize those things. Call them out so we can be accountable to them. Pronounce them so we can be accountable to them. Our Christian goal is to get closer and closer to God. And we do that by getting closer and closer to Jesus. And anything that hinders us from that, we must lay it by the wayside and walk on by, church. Anything that hinders that. Any person, anything. Anything. We must walk on by. That liquor store that's calling, we got to walk on by. That marijuana, those drugs that's calling, we got to walk on by. That adulterous woman or man calling, we got to walk on by. Those, those gossiping friends or family members, we got to walk on by, church. Anything that's hindering us, we must recognize it and avoid it. Recognize and avoid Anything that causes us to say no to God. Anything that causes us to say no to God. You know, when we make the decision not to join in church services or the studies or the outreaches or even use our gifts to serve in the church or just fellowshipping with the body of Christ, you're not saying no to me as pastor. You're not saying no to anyone else in the church. You're saying no to God. You're saying no to God. See, those things are put in place because that's what the church is all about. That's what the church does. That's what Christian, being a Christian is all about. That's what Christians do. The body of Christ, these things are put in place so we can focus on God. And less on those things that's trying to distract us. And it's my duty as pastor to get to influence you to stay away from the things that's taking you away from God. And I must do that by planting that seed of God's word in your heart. So we know that meditating on God's word, church, helps us in time of temptation. Meditating on God's word. We read in Matthew where Jesus himself overcame the temptation of Satan. And what was his weapon of choice? 
the word of God. The word of God was his weapon of choice. The word of God that he had seated within his heart. For a time such as that. For a time such as that. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit sent Jesus into the wilderness to be tested, to be tempted, to be tempted. So that's telling you that the Holy Spirit prepared Jesus for anything that was in that wilderness, prepared him to overcome anything that was in that wilderness. Just like you and I, you and I, receiving and, and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, he has prepared us for every test, every trial, every temptation to not give in to sin against God. You are prepared with the weapons of your warfare. You are prepared, church. You are prepared. You have everything you need, and one of those weapons is the Word of God that you must use, that you must use when things come against you in this life. So we meditate on the Word of God. We meditate. What happens when we meditate? We meditate on the Word of God. We start to remember the Word of God. And as we remember the Word of God, it's like, it's like, have you ever lost something? Have you ever lost your keys? And you start to meditate where you've been last. You start to meditate where you've been last. And then you begin to, to speak it. You begin to speak it. You remember and you begin to speak it. You say, I came in the door and I went here. And, and I'm remembering that I went over here because I'm meditating on it. So my keys should be here. And there are your keys. You meditated and you remembered. It's just like, just like with those trials, those tests, and those temptations. When those come your way, you begin meditating on the Word of God. Meditating on the Word of God. Thinking of the Word of God. Then you begin to remember the Word of God. Remember it. Then you begin to speak the Word of God over those things. Over those things. You begin to remember who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ. You are more than a conqueror in Christ. You are more than a conqueror of the trials, tests, and temptations in Christ. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. You can overcome all things through Christ Jesus. Then you start remembering that when I am at my weakest is when I'm at my strongest in Christ. Meditating on the word of God throughout trials, it brings them up, reminds us, and then we speak them over our situations, and then we become overcomers through that, that weapon of God's word, church. That weapon of God's word is so powerful, so powerful. Weapon of God's word, hallelujah. Joshua 1, 8, 9 says this, study this book of, of instructions continually. He says meditate. Meditate on the day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will what? You will prosper. Prosper and succeed in all you do. 
says, this is my command. We all want to prosper. We all want to succeed in life. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Your helper is with you. You don't have to look around for your helper. When temptation comes your way, your helper is in you. You don't have to look to your left or to your right. He's in you. Remember that word that was seated in your heart. Begin to meditate and let it come out. Let it come out against those things that come up against you. Amen? We must deny ungodliness. Deny ungodliness. Now, that can be the whole solution. Denying ungodliness. When things come towards us that's not of God, all we have to do is deny it. If it's not of God, deny it. If God, would, if God wouldn't do it, you shouldn't do it, right? Sounds simple, but it's the truth. If God wouldn't do it, let's get that in our minds and our hearts. If God wouldn't do it, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. But we will always be subject to temptation. Always be subject to temptation. But the Bible tells us, it will be nothing uncommon to man. Nothing uncommon to man. But be, be watchful. Always be watchful. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Because the uh, temptation succeeds when your heart is not prepared. Temptation will succeed when your heart is not prepared for it. That's why it's important to have that word of God right there. Right now, we're going to run into those temptations. We're going to run into those tests and those trials. But if we are unprepared, the devil got us. He has us. He has us. We prepare because we have the heart, the word of God in our hearts to fight against temptation. Deny ungodliness, and we must put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 13, 14. Instead, close yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and do not let yourself think. Think about the ways to indulge your evil desires. Do not let yourselves think about it. Think about it. The Bible tells us to have the same attitude that Jesus had uh, about ungodliness. Put on the mind of Christ. When temptation comes our way, we put on the mind of Christ. What would Jesus do? WWJD. What would Jesus do in situations as that? What would he do? We put on the mind of Christ before we act. When things come our way, we put on the mind of Christ. Not just in here, but out there. You need the mind of Christ. Listen to this. It is not enough only to deny ungodly desires. You must also find your godly desires fulfilled in the Lord. Put off ungodliness, but find your godly desires in the Lord. So instead of looking for pleasure apart from God, 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will be glad to give you the desires of your heart that align with his will. That's his promise, which the Bible tells us is good and what? Perfect. Good and perfect is his will. Always be ready to deny ungodliness. Prepare yourself for those tempting situations by putting on the mind of Christ. And be prepared to face tests, trials, and temptations with the word of God that's seated in your heart. And lastly, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our welfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. The weapons that God has blessed you with, the weapons that God has blessed you with in the spiritual realm have everything you need to win these battles. Everything you need to win these battles. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, church. They're not carnal. Though we live in the flesh, we don't what? War in the flesh. We don't war in the flesh. Our warfare, our main source of conflict is not each other. It's not other people. It's the spiritual forces of evil. It's the battle against the spiritual forces of evil. Those evil people are under the spiritual guidance of evil. They are under the spiritual guidance of evil. We don't fight against flesh and blood. See, it's not the person, it's the spirit within them. I have nothing against the person. I just don't like the spirit that they're living by. And we have to look past the person because we know that God wants better for that person, just like he wanted better for us. They may be lost. They, may be, they, they don't know Christ. They don't know what it is to live in the spirit of the Lord. So they don't know goodness. <laughs> they don't know joy. They don't know real happiness. All they know is the evil of the flesh. Living in the ignorance of this world, as once we all were, right? So we don't look upon people and, and hate people. No, no. We show compassion and empathy and understanding that they may not know what I know. They may not have a relationship with the Lord. So instead of hating them, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them. We don't dislike the person. We dislike that evil spirit within them. And we want to see change within their life. See, when temptation comes, when people try to get us to, to fall into temptation, don't, don't hate the person. Don't hate the person. So the Bible tells us to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. We are to war in the Spirit. A couple of ways we war in the Spirit, being committed to God's truth. We must be committed to God's truth, church. Another way, being committed to living a godly life, being led by 
the Spirit. Also, being committed to, to being a bold witness of Christ. Hold yourself accountable to who you are in Christ. Also, committed to love. Committed to love. Committed to the Word of God. Committed to the Word of God that teaches us all things through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Commit to open your book and learning about what it is that you need to overcome. Everything that you need to overcome is in the Word of God. And we pray for the Holy Spirit's guidance and insight to allow us to understand the Word of God when it comes to our situation. I, I would say this. It's always, I, I, I want everyone to read the whole entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But in time of, of struggle, time of testing and, and trial, go to what you need within that, that book. Go to where you need to go within that book and find out what it is that you need to know to overcome the situation that's going on right now in your life. Right now in your life. Make it count. Make your reading the word count. It's not just empty words or empty promises. Make it count in your life. Know what you're looking to learn when you open the Bible. Don't just say, I read the whole Bible and you haven't got anything from it. You're still walking in sin. You're not a changed person. You can't do that. So we open the book, we learn about God, and we learn about the ways to be overcomers. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we come to you and we thank you for this, uh, this day. Father, we pray that you just continue to just have your way in this service. Father, as we, uh, right now, Father, we, we just lift up our praises to you, God. Lift up all glory to you, God, all honor, all praises that come from our hearts, our minds, God, our bodies, God. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, I want to present um, prayer over this church, over one of our members right now. Miss Belinda, would you come up, please? We want to pray. If anybody want to come and stand with us in prayer. Before we get into the uh, the children, uh, back to school. She's um, next week. She she will be going into for some tests. Um, she's been having a little trouble with pains in her chest, and, and and she's been having you know a few issues. And she's going next week to have some tests done to make sure there's no blockage anywhere. A um, little numbness in her, in her limbs. And so we, wanna, we want her to be prepared when she go into that room. We want her to be prepared with the word of God on her heart and in her mind. And we want the spirit to, to take hold of her and take hold of those hands of those doctors. So let's just, let's just pray that uh, everything is all well and that God goes before us. And he's our healer of all things. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Father. And we say, Father, go before Miss Belinda, Father, in every appointment that she has, God. And we pray, God, that we praise you in advance, God, that those, those diagnoses, God, would be nothing found, God. 
will be a healthy healing body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That that blood will be flowing, God, like a river. Hallelujah. Oh, your real spirit, almighty God. God, I ask that you give her strength and her mind and her heart to understand, God, that you are with her no matter what, God. No matter the outcome of those tests, God, that we know that are good, God, that you are in control. You are the one that will give that, that, that correct diagnosis, almighty God. 